0: Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lentz, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Before we get started with today's program, you can learn more about us, our free events, how to donate, the podcast, and much more when you visit walkintruth.com. Now here's Pastor Michael in the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Corinthians 2 called Making Proper Appraisals.
1: Go to John 16 for a second. John 16. Jesus is giving what's called the uh, upper room discourse. So this is all a record of the night before he dies. John 16, 13. But when he, John 16, 13, Jesus speaking to the disciples, the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you into all truth, John 16, 13, for He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, notice the personality of the Holy Spirit. He's not just a force, He's a person. Whatever He hears, He will speak. He will disclose to you what is to come. The disciples were all concerned. Jesus said He was leaving. They didn't want to be alone. They had been with Him three and a half years. He shall glorify me, John 16, 14, for he, the Holy Spirit, shall take of mine and shall disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and he will what? He will disclose it to you. Now, we know that in the process of the disciples recording the Holy Scriptures, It was via the power of the Holy Spirit. And so they were given help by the helper and he brought the truths to them and they wrote them down. This is how we have the inspiration of the Bible. So the primary reservoir, if you will, if you could go back to 1 Corinthians 2, by which those truths are recorded is in your Bible. How can I know God? How can I know the deep things of God? unless I could somehow enter into his personality. I've never been to heaven. I've never seen God with my physical eyes. I was having a conversation with a friend, and uh, I'd been working on him for a while, and he had a, he's an engineer. And I said, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And he said, what? I said, I know him, and he knows me. And he was like, what are you talking about, Michael? Michael. You might want to go see a doctor or something. Are you hearing voices? (laughs) It was that kind of conversation. And I said, no, I have a personal relationship with the living God. He couldn't wrap his mind around it. He didn't get it. How do you explain that? It's true. The Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I belong to God. I can't always explain it to satisfy somebody. You see, I cannot do that But by His Spirit, God has entered into my personality. I can't enter into His per se, but He's come down and entered into mine. And through the Holy Spirit, each believer becomes a sharer in the very life of God. This means that God is not detached from His creation. God sent His Son, and the Son sent the Spirit. God does care about mankind. He does love us. We are elevated above animal life and so forth. We are made in the image of God. And Jesus said, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I will send you the Helper. He's the Spirit of what? Truth. He will guide you into all truth. Even as a Christian, sometimes we have the truths of God. We're growing and then we go back and stick our hand in the forbidden cookie jar. You ever been there before? It used to be that I could go and sin and I could sin the next day and I just have the cookie the next day. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. But now when I try to do that as a Christian, it's oing. <laughs> there, there's some thing that happens. I'm not sure if it's a oing, but it's a, it's a conviction. I feel convicted when I want to go back and sin. Do you know why? Because the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. And it's beyond your conscience. It's more like, don't do that. You know better. C.S. Lewis contrasted the the different qualities of life for the different types of living things. Plant life, animal life human biological life, he says that all three respond to certain kind of stimuli, but they have different ranges of sensations. A plant will respond to the sun through the activity of photosynthesis. But an animal has the ability to experience the five senses of seeing, smelling, hearing, tasting, and touching. Our pets have such ability, and their their qualitative sense perception will be greater than that of a plant. For human biological life, Lewis went on to say, Sense awareness is heightened even more. The quality of life that an average human being will experience is greater than that of an animal. In other words, the quality of life is radically different because a human person is able to experience certain realities that an animal cannot. Lewis then went on to say that there is another dimension of the quality of life. Spiritual life or eternal life is perceptively greater than mere naturalistic biological life. Similarly, Paul is saying that the understanding of this age can give an individual a certain amount of limited awareness, but only God can produce a supernatural spiritual work in a human heart. Now we, 1 Corinthians 2.12, have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things freely given to us by God. That's 1 Corinthians We haven't been given the spirit of the world. We've been given the spirit sent by God, who's from God, that we might what? That we might guess. That we might wonder at. That we might know. God wants you to know. You you have a non-Christian. You're talking to them and you say, I know when I die, I'm going to heaven. How can you know such a thing? Who do you think you are? Well, I know that if the thousand point thing was going on, I'd have about 10, (laughs) right? But here's what I know. I'm saved by grace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's how I know. Grace is free. And the Holy Spirit is a link between God and humanity. In contrast to naturalistic understanding, the Bible presents a God who expands the borders of all understanding and comprehension. Do you want to be a deep person? Do you want to have depth to who you are? Study your Bible. And you'll go deep. You'll be a deep person. You'll have deep wisdom because there's no deeper wisdom than the wisdom of God. Amen? Do you believe that? Who could be deeper? Nobody. Who could take you deeper? No one. Are you sick of shallow conversations? Are you tired of the same old, same old, God says, I'll take you deep, how deep you want to go? Because you will never exhaust the depths of God. I've been studying this Bible and teaching it for three decades. And I have wow moments all the time. (laughs) Wow! And I'm studying the 66 books of the Bible, right? God is deep and he wants you to go deep. But non Christians often find the Bible dull and irrelevant. (laughs) Have you ever talked to anyone? I tried picking up that Bible. I started in Leviticus in the old King James version. (laughs) They're like, that book, I don't know what the. I can't make heads or tails of the thing. Well, that's because you've been reading about heads and tails in Leviticus. (laughs) You might want to start with the Gospel of John. I had two conversations with people yesterday. I said, look, start in the Gospel of John. Read a chapter a day. It'll take you 10 minutes to read a chapter of the Bible. Get on your knees and say, Lord, I want to know you. And then read your Bible. You'll be amazed at what might happen to you. You might want to take some different colored highlighters and get ready because God is going to speak to you. You see, Christians find the Bible powerful and exciting because the spirit illuminates the bible to the believer and we discover the depths and truths of god and who he is he illuminates his word he illuminates his word to us which things we also speak look at 13 not in words taught by human wisdom but those taught by the spirit combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words some believe this is the exact meaning of the word here it could be about people so it would refer to spiritual things given to spiritual people. If you have an ESV, it says, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. This would fit well with the context. Probably a case to be made to go either way. But a natural man, verse 14, does not accept, he does not receive or welcome the things of the Spirit of God, for they are what? They are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them. Here's our word, because they are spiritually appraised or discerned. Why do you go to church every Sunday? You're in a Bible study on Friday night? Dude, really? Really? Really, really? Why would you do such a thing? Why aren't you out partying with us the way you used to? You remember when you used to wear the lampshade at the party? There you were. You were the life of the party. Yeah, I know. It takes a lot to stand here. Click. (laughs) You see, they can't understand the value that you have placed on the deeper things of God because those things are spiritually appraised. They don't see the value, so they think it's a waste. Some even have a form of godliness but deny its power. But he who is spiritual, look at verse 15. On the other hand, appraises, how many things? All things, yet he himself is appraised by no man. See the word appraise there? It's a word anacrino. It's a word that means to judge, distinguish, investigate, separate, look throughout, uh, to examine and to scrutinize carefully. The spiritual person is able to appraise all things and to appraise them through the lens of Almighty God. Amen? So I look at life a lot differently than I did before.
0: You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment.
2: Hey, Shane Lance here. I'm the music director at Living Truth, and I wanted to take a moment and invite you to our annual Harvest Fest. This is an event that we do every year on Halloween at 5.30 p.m., and it's absolutely free. This is great if you want to come by yourself or you want to come with the whole family. We have something for everybody. The kids will enjoy a petting zoo, balloon artists, bounce houses. There's going to be live music, games, the pumpkin patch, a photo booth, Maybe even an opportunity to meet Pastor Michael. He'll be there that night, more than willing to shake your hand and say hello. So we really want to invite you to be a part of our family at Living Truth and come out this night. It's a great option if you're not super interested in going trick-or-treating with your kids. This is an awesome opportunity. And it's also a great opportunity to bring a friend. Whether they believe in the gospel or not, the gospel will be preached this night. We believe in the power of the gospel, then it will be proclaimed So we hope that you'll join us. For more information on our Harvest Fest, go to walkintruth.com or you can download our Living Truth Christian Fellowship app in the App Store. We really hope to see you on October 31st, 5.30 p.m. for our annual Harvest Fest.
0: Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth.
1: They don't see the value So they think it's a waste. Some even have a form of godliness but deny its power. But he who is spiritual, look at verse 15. On the other hand, appraises, how many things? All things, yet he himself is appraised by no man. See the word appraise there? It's a word anacrino. It's a word that means to judge, distinguish, investigate, separate, look throughout Uh, to examine and to scrutinize carefully. The spiritual person is able to appraise all things and to appraise them through the lens of Almighty God. Amen? So I look at life a lot differently than I did before. In fact, my whole life has been turned upside down. I never thought I would be doing this right here. Never. I didn't grow up thinking, I'm going to be a preacher. That's my dream. But all of a sudden, once God got a hold of me, almost immediately after I became a Christian, I felt called to the ministry. People say, how did you know you were called? It was an undeniable tug almost from the moment I got saved because everything changed. Amen? Thank you for the amen. You see, the presence of the Spirit makes all the difference. And He helps me and you, us, to make proper judgments, not on some things, but all things. This is sweeping both to the secular and the sacred. As we grow in our knowledge of God's Word, the Spirit makes us able to make moral, ethical convictions in every area of life with the mind of God and with the heart of God. Conversely, the unsaved person cannot understand you as a Christian because you live in two different worlds. That's why they don't get you. That's why your non-Christian friends, after you get saved, they, you're kind of losing some connection there. Why? Because you can't talk on the same level. Because they don't have the Spirit of God, and you do. Verse 15 does not suggest that unsaved people cannot point out our flaws. That they can't at least make a, a proper assessment on us, but they, that the unsaved man cannot penetrate into the full understanding of what a Christian's life is all about. He cannot really make an accurate appraisal because he doesn't know spiritual things. It doesn't mean that Christians can't receive a rebuke or discipline because sometimes we don't walk in the spirit and sometimes we need someone to come and point out to us, hey man, this is how you should be living. And it's very inconvenient when a non-Christian appraises a situation better than you. And that can happen sometimes if you're not walking in the spirit. You can say, non-Christians famously say things like this to us. Hey, aren't Christians supposed to act differently than you're acting right now? As you jump up and down. You mean you know a Bible verse? Yeah, they can quote some Bible verses to you at the most inopportune times. The person who has the Spirit of God can discern God's ways. Not necessarily all things, of course, but all things that pertain to the work of salvation. Matters formerly hidden in God, but now revealed through the Spirit. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he should instruct him? But we, brothers and sisters, what do we have? We have the mind of Christ. Now I'm going to read Isaiah 40 because this is where this comes from. Who has directed the Spirit of the Lord or as His Counselor has informed Him? With whom did He consult? Who gave Him understanding? Who taught Him in the path of justice and taught Him knowledge and informed Him in the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop it from a bucket. They're regarded as a speck of dust on the scales. Behold, He lifts up the islands Like fine dust. Here's what we need to do. We need to not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by what? The renewing of our minds. Then we will be able to understand and prove what the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God is. Do you want to know what God's will is for your life? Let His Word transform your mind. Let it metamorphosize literally who you are. And how you think. Now we're coming to a time of communion. But I want to read a little bit from my notes before we close. The Spirit gives us eyes, ears, and imagination to know God. What God has prepared for us. We are born again. Our senses are opened up and deepened. Indeed, our mind is transformed to the beauty and depth of God. His plan for His people. When we see things, when the Holy Spirit uses Scripture to open the true world to us. This comes from God's work in us. When we are walking in the Spirit, when we have the mind of Christ, we are seeing everything through God's eyes and it changes everything. Essentially, He allows us to appraise life from the perspective of His priorities, His truth, His beauty, what's really important, what's really valuable. He allows me to make proper appraisals about God, people, reality, eternity, the value I place on my life, how I live it for God and His glory. We have the mind of Christ. If we would live our lives according to the mind of Christ, we would radically affect this world. We would indeed change human history. Let's face it, says Ray Steadman, there are very few Christians who manifest the mind of Christ on a consistent basis. But it can be done as we submit to God, stay in His Word in prayer, walk in the Spirit, Walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, you have the mind of Christ. It's available to you. The question is, is, are you engaging it where it really matters? He wants you to see things the way he sees them. People, situations, how you react. How many times does Jesus blow your mind by how he reacts to a situation? It's like the exact opposite that everybody else is doing. And he does something loving or filled with justice or grace unexpected. And you go, wow, that's what he wants of us. And as we yield more to him, he gives us more of his mind and his heart. Father, thank you. We're out of time. Thank you for your word. It's so beautiful, so deep, so lovely. And as we come to your table, we want to have the mind of Jesus. We want to remember what he did for us. His death on the cross, His resurrection, and we want to live in that reality. Lord, help us to be a focused people. Help us to stay grounded in the things of the Spirit. As we come to your table right now, I pray that those who don't know you would get saved in these very moments. If you're not a Christian, just something very simple. Lord, I want to know you. I, I want to know Jesus who died on the cross, pray it if it's you. I want to know the power of his resurrection. I want to be born again to that living hope. Lord, I'm tired and I'm guilty. But I know you can change me from the inside out. I want to know what the life of the Spirit is about. I don't want to just play a religious game, pray it if it's you. I want to know you. I want to walk with you. I want my life to be a living channel of your power, of your grace, of your truth, of your love, of your light. Maybe you're a backslidden Christian. Maybe it's been years since you've been in a church and this is your time to get right, to rededicate your life. Just say, Lord, I'm sorry. I've been wayward. I've been lost. I've let the world's wisdom dictate my actions. I'm sorry. Change me. Give me your mind and your heart. I rededicate my life to you. If you're a Christian and you just want to go deeper, spend these moments as we have the elements before us to think on Jesus, to have his mind in you. Lord, we thank you as we remember you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: You are listening to Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance, and that was the conclusion of his teaching in 1 Corinthians 2 called Making Proper Appraisals. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment, but I'd like to remind you we have an opportunity to expand Walk in Truth to be on 13 more radio stations. The opportunity is a blessing, but airtime does cost money. The additional monthly cost will be $3,500. To grow in this way, we're asking for the commitment of 100 listeners to give $35 a month. That's just a little less than the cost of one dinner for two. If you can become a monthly partner or would like to give a one-time donation, please visit walkintruth.com and click donate. That's walkintruth.com. Click donate. Or you can call 844-48-TRUTH to give over the phone. That's 844-48-TRUTH. Now, here's Pastor Michael.
1: Well, I wanted to tell you, we had a very special 633 event. We do these on Sunday nights several times during the year. We actually start at 633 in the evening, based upon Matthew 633. You can look that one up later. And these are special, topical, apologetic-type nights. And we just had Dr. J.P. Moreland come out and talk about his book, Finding Quiet, and talk about how to overcome stress, anxiety and depression. Man, we had a full house and we had many radio listeners come on out. It was a blessed time. And JP did a great job presenting and we had a great time in the Q&A. And that presentation, the talk and the Q&A is up at walkintruth.com. And you can check it out. You can listen to this. I think you'll find it very helpful. There were some very deep significant questions asked that night, some hard ones. And I think the responses were spirit led and I pray and hope that you'll find that helpful. Hey, speaking of 633s, we have a very special one coming up on November 10th. We have Natasha Crane coming and she's going to talk about how to teach apologetics to your kids. You know, with kids and teenagers so quickly walking away from their faith as they, you know, get into the teenage and especially young adult years, it, it, it's frightening. But one of the ways that we can battle that is to teach them very early how to know what they believe and why, how it's historical and provable from history and archaeology and manuscript evidence. And this these are things that, you know what, we've got to give our kids more credit. They can understand these things. They can understand that creation makes the best Sense of the science and so forth. So, Natasha Crane, November 10th, 633 at Living Truth. Hey, we're kind of wetting your whistle with this announcement. Uh, you're going to find out more when you go to walkintruth.com and uh, we'll give you more information, but make plans today to come on out to that 633. And remember that we have Harvest Fest coming up on the 31st of October and it's going to be a great evening for everybody adults and kids alike. Many things to enjoy. Fellowship, worship, candy, food, games, bounce houses, basketball. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be a pumpkin patch and much, much more. So, hey, check that out. Go to walkintruth.com, download the Living Truth app, and we'll see you out there.
0: Tune in next week to hear Pastor Michael's teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 called Carnal or Growing. I'm Mike Massaro. Hey, have a blessed weekend, and thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Remember, it's our goal to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.